Carl M. asked, when are we going to hear more about London? Mel's <laughs> name dropped London, said she lived there, never said anything more about it like it's some big secret. So let's check some facts. Okay. I don't feel like, is name dropping city thing? I, like, For I you know. it's better. <laughs> okay. Isn't that place dropping? Place dropping. Okay. I mean, place dropping. <laughs> that was a fact check, Carl. Locale dropping. <laughs> Locale dropping. So what do you want to know? Well, what's the story? What's the story, yeah. Morning Glory? Um, okay. Well, for, firstly, you did live there. You didn't just travel there. No, I lived there briefly. So I had a distant relative that was a dignitary, believe it or not. He was a member of the World Trade Organization. Right. Yeah. He was actually a big deal, not kind of a big deal, an actual big deal. Mm. <laughs> and... One of his, uh, he just said to me, would I like to come over and look after his farm while he travels around and I'd be just put up, like, basically as a holiday. You're just there to care for his farm in Little Chalfont outside of London. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't really like the guy, to be honest. He's one of the type of people where... Because he is a big deal and he's got so much money, people just do whatever he says, which is not the type of game I play at all. No, you're all. completely the opposite. It always sends me in the opposite direction. So I was, do you want to come over and do this? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm never probably going to save up to get over there anyway. So flew over there and turned up at this Farm got the, his driver came to pick me up at, and uh, and then got there, and his house was literally a house from the 1600s, but had pretty much if power was invented then the wiring was still from the 1600s, and it was pretty much like a shrine to his mother. So outside perspective, he was very wealthy, rich, spent money. Inside perspective, he was living in World War Two rations. So there was a fridge that was probably 20 years old and it had like a few things in it. He still used an old larder, so he had like cheese and everything just sitting on the bench. He used to just boil everything up into soup-like broth. <laughs> like, and I was told, you'll be fine because you can have, you've got your own ensuite on the top floor, da-da-da. Yeah. So my ensuite was an old bath that had a hose that was broken attached to it and I had to, like, crouch in the bath and try and wash myself okay. in there. And Can it you was just tell how big spiders it? and everything like that. And so it was me and spiders going, yay, and it was cold water. It was horrible. And how big was this bath given that the place was so old? It was a big bath, but it was just – like everything was so old and covered in dust and he had like just hoarded stuff everywhere. Then he had this beautiful big garden, which was a sculpture garden and it was part of Oxford, the university. It was one of Oxford's sort of on the list sculpture gardens and he was part of like the, old <laughs> the, the part of the board on Oxford or something like that. And he actually was like, oh, I want to send you to Oxford. And I was like... You're not buying me scenario. God, I'm so stupid now when I think about this. All these things now. And he'd have an artist in residence 
that would come and stay for like two or three months. And they would stay in this this other big art shed that had a Swedish sauna in it. Epic. It was so good. <laughs> anyway, that was all on the other side. The pool, everything that he did, like labour-wise around his farm, had to be done like not with any tools. It was done like back in before technology was invented. So he wanted me to make hay with a sigh, like with a – he had like a, um, a field. He'd call it a field across the road that needed to be hand cut and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, the you, pool was dug by hand by dickheads that would <laughs> So two questions. One, was there an artist in residence there while you were there? Okay. So the artist in residence, right, turns up. And his project, couldn't believe it, basically his whole project was putting a stage together. Like that was his artistic piece, was a stage. And I just kept looking at going, this is just a stage. Like this is like just wood put together. I don't understand like how this is artistic. He had some really nice things. He like had big rock sculptures and all this other stuff. And there was lots of things that, annoyed him about me was that he'd say something farm-wise and I'd be like, that's not true. Like, <laughs> And he'd be just like, what do you mean it's not true? What is all this? And I'm like, tell me, I've like grown up on a farm. What you're saying isn't fact at all. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just so – he gets so frustrated because he's not used to someone questioning what he said. Sculpture artist in residence was just this – weedy person that had just, I don't know, somehow that's what we're doing. We're making a stage because I was there, I was helping. Got all the garden ready for the sculpture exhibit. So there would have been probably, say, I'm going to just say around 20 different sculptures around the whole residence. And some of them were pretty amazing. Got it all ready. And we had all these wanker toffee people coming around looking at all the art and just all these things. Flipping on that, when I was getting the sculpture stuff ready, there were stinging nettles everywhere. And instead of getting them out, I was told to handpick the stinging nettles because they're really good to eat. And I said, they're stinging nettles. What about them is good? And he's like, oh, no, they're really good, like rations. (laughs) Is this why no one respects the British food scene? Probably. (laughs) I have no idea. It was just so true. Anyway, all these dignitaries and everyone's coming to to look at the sculptures. I could see them standing around this one area and I was trying to figure out what they're looking at. And I went up and they're all like going over this. So, oh, what do you think? was the meaning behind this and I looked and it was I'd stuck a bamboo stick in the ground with a Foster's can tipped on the top <laughs> so I could practice shooting squirrels <laughs> <laughs> so my target practice was theoretically like this great sculpture that yeah. they were artistically picking apart and I just walked away from that going anything's art literally anything is art this is just nothing the level of money around these people was really I remember like he had this lane that was attached to his place that a lot of houses 
were coming off. And I was called when he wasn't there one time. They're like, oh, you need to call an arborist, da-da-da, there's a tree across the road and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, God, well, I better come and have a look and where am I going to find an arborist at this time of day? Went up. It was literally like a branch that I just walked up and picked up and chucked off the ground and said, <laughs> we don't need an arborist for this. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that side of him. And then there was also the side where I was – given all this money to spend and buy dresses and got to play croquet on the top of a roof somewhere in London with the um, like the Toastmasters club up there. I got to do some pretty cool things. But then you'd go back to this house and it was like we were living in the dark ages. It was right. ridiculous. So I've just hung up on one thing here out of everything you've just said. Was the sauna slash this other beautiful place where the artist got to live while they were there. Was that available at all while you were there so you didn't have to bathe yourself in a bath that didn't work? No, no. He's, he also he also didn't particularly like women. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So I would put him across as asexual, I'd say, but definitely he had a more fondness for men. And I had, and everyone had their roles. So my role, because I'd been told that that's what I was doing, was what I was doing. Your artist in residence, I was allowed to use the sauna. Okay. But I wasn't, like, that wasn't my residence <laughs> per se. And then he had another person that was living in an actually quite reasonable house there. And she was lovely. I got along really well with it. She was my saving grace. She had, like, fridged milk and coffee that she'd give me and she did my washing. Okay. Very lovely. <laughs> well, that's lovely. Um, so she was living in a house from the 60s onwards. A, <laughs> she was living in an actual clean, well-presented house. <laughs> and then there was another guy that did probably what I should have done, but I wasn't like that, and had just played the game pretty much. <laughs> with <laughs> There was another guy that came to stay and he, Brian would do things like trying to go you into just, oh, just try this cheese. He had this cheese that he, we had to go to Amersham, I think it was, to go and get. And it was called Stinking Bishop. And it was the, like the most strongest, worst cheese that you could ever come across ever. And he bought that and he said it was, he had like this iron gut. Mm. I don't know. Like, <laughs> this is the most unhealthy. It was basically like, a giant apple with legs. Right. Like, that was his body shape. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Like, the absolute, if you picture, like, an elderly, rich, English, I'll say gentleman, that's him. He's just gorgeous on all the most extensive things when he's out. Yeah. Like, the best of the best. But it was just very weird where he lived, if that makes sense, compared to what his wealth was. Right. This guy that was staying there at the time had been there a few times with him and him and I got along fine. We were doing a lot of the, the work. <laughs> but Brian was like, oh, try try this cheese, try this stinking bishop cheese that we'd also had to keep on the bench for like three days because that's just where you keep cheese, should be always served at room temperature. And just, I swear there would have been maggots on it if it was in a, it was gross. And oh. I said, I'm not touching that. It's disgusting. It's going to make me sick. He's like, oh, no, 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 it's great cheese. Just try it. Try it like this. I'm yeah. like, I'm not eating it. 
and Adam, the other guy, he was like, Mel, just eat it. And I'm like, I'm not eating it. This is like a sick. We're going to be sick. And he's like, just eat it. He goes, I'll, I'll get more things out of Brian if I do things like this. Anyway, he ate the cheese and he was sick for like three days. <laughs> but he also is true because Brian then bankrolled a business for him back in Australia. <laughs> And I had this stupid, ridiculous way of I won't be bored. (laughs) I won't be bored. I won't do what I'm told. (laughs) I won't won't eat dairy. (laughs) Could have gone to Oxford. Literally, he's like, I'm going to send you to Oxford. And I was like, why? And it's, oh, because I can. Da-da-da. And I just have this thing about owing people. I don't want to feel like I'm in debt to someone that I can't turn around and tell them to get stuffed. I rarely tell people to get stuffed, yeah. but it's like a thing that's in my- You like that up the sleeve. I, yeah, I'm a one-upper. <laughs> we know this We do about me. Yes, and you don't like the ledger being out of balance. I don't like the ledger being out of balance. Did you, just to finish up on this London thing- did Oh, you, there's so much more. Yeah, we could continue in the future because yeah. there's probably a lot more we can dig into. Did you win any games of croquet when you were dressed up? Because we all know how you feel about getting dressed up. Big fan. Oh, (laughs) no, it was unreal, though, because we're on top of – think of the Albion rooftop, but in London with the roof big enough that there's a whole croquet grass thing up there. (laughs) You're dressed up in a dress. Like, it was pretty impressive up there, and I don't even know. It was just one of those chalk-down experiences that you've done. It must have just been surreal. Yeah. Yeah. And it was – there was so much more surreal to it because of how choppy-changey it was. It was like Cinderella. The lapse of luxury than the 16th century. It was like Cinderella. Bang, 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 bang. Wow. Like, yeah, (laughs) ridiculous. (laughs) So, I'm keen to hear more about the London (laughs) moving forward. But we've got a few things that we need to get to quickly. So, you came here a couple of weeks ago before a recording and you said the phrase, which is one of your melisms, over my load. (laughs) Can you give us 60 seconds of what over my load is? If you like us, like I like us, get onto punchingsideways.com, give us a bit of a likesy, have a bit of an exploration around and maybe buy us a coffee. Over my load. <laughs> Can you give us 60 seconds of what over my load is? Basically, I'm living my best life. I had a day when did some exercise, come home, thought, oh, like a Milo. Tipped the Milo in a cup and it was like three quarters Milo, which is a good amount of Milo. But mixed it all up, drank it, and then just felt immediately sick. <laughs> like a kid eating way too many lollies to the point where I got, I went white. I got hot sweats. <laughs> Because when you got here, when I opened the door or when you walked in, I remember looking at your face and saying something along the line, trying to prod, are yeah. you feeling all right? Which is what everyone says to everyone that looks yeah. sick these days. Yeah. And you said, oh, yeah, now I'm just over my load. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Literally, that's all it was. I just overdid it. And as we may or may not know from past history, I've got like a lot of precursor health things that means I don't tolerate maybe as much of them and I just I did I actually just over myeloid my body went ah! <laughs> you've got you a, can't deal with that you've got a category of things though that you seem to have okayed if I'm gonna feel bad yeah like my dad for example yeah he doesn't 
react well to Italian food. Yeah. Or particularly Chinese, but he loves Chinese. Yeah. So whenever he eats Chinese, rarely, he always verbalizes, this will be worth feeling crap. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think it's ever worth feeling. Probably I not felt, to the level of your crap. No, no, over my load, like I had to lie on the couch. Have you seen um have you seen that have you seen Major Payne? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen where he's lying on the bed and looking at the fan and he's going through his life yeah. choices? <laughs> yeah. That was me after over Miloing and going, oh, no, this isn't good. I don't feel like I'm feeling in a good space right now. <laughs> Literally fell asleep, had a dribble on my arm, woke up, good to go. Probably didn't clean your arm before you came here. Dribble on your arm fixes everything. If you could have a dribble on your arm sleep, yeah. it's going to be a good <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> That's it. So on the topic of sleeping, we were talking the other day and it's also about hot drinks. Okay. You were talking about how when you get tired, one thing that alerts you to the fact that you're knackered is that you drop coffees. Oh, I got the dropsies. Yeah. Do you ever get the dropsies? But I do have a thing. Okay. And I've got my own. I'm okay. going to call these every this segment. I'm calling yeah. everyone's got a tired thing. Yeah. Because okay. I want to know what people's tired thing is. So when you drop this coffee, how how does it happen? Oh, okay. So when I was, I'm not coordinated ever. Mm. And I consciously... It's why we don't post a lot of videos with Mel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's it's bumping things or you're just, you're missing, like your spatial awareness is even less. Yeah. So I was very, very tired and I went to trivia and I think I, even as I walked in, I went, hey, I'm here to host trivia. Like I couldn't even say trivia. <laughs> I was that bad. And I thought, oh, no, we're not in for fun here. And then I was concentrating so hard and I just went to move and I just my whole coffee just like fell out of my hand. Like my brain just went, I've forgotten that you need to keep hold of that. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's, that's probably pretty important. I bump things or I just miss what I'm going to get. Yeah, I didn't the know that this happened in public though. You didn't mention oh, that. Oh, it shouldn't part. have. That shouldn't have. I was way overcooked. But yeah. it, it happens at home if I'm like to the point where I've just really overcooked myself. <laughs> I'll drop a mug or a cup or a – and I'll just call it the dropsies. <laughs> My thing is similar. I think it's when I get to a similar level of tiredness. And people at work have noticed this happened to me before and a couple of ex-girlfriends. Yeah. I forget that – my shoulder dimensions are very broad <laughs> and I forget about my own physical size yep. when I'm tired and it sometimes can go for more than a day. I'm looking in a certain direction and if I walk into a room, my body doesn't calculate for whatever reason my actual width yeah. and I smash my shoulder on the inside of the door and almost knock myself over every time. <laughs> oh, I can do that just in every day. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen to me ever unless I'm knackered. Yeah, unless you're really, really yeah. tired. Like it was happening the other day. Like I just walked into something at work and almost knocked something off a shelf. <laughs> what is your width across your shoulders? I don't know. Oh, but does anyone else want to know? That's where my brain goes right now. I want to know the, the how much breadth how wide is Johnny Bravo's shoulders right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I'm like an Adonis here. Oh, hey, All I know is that my body normally can figure it out, and when I'm knackered, it can't. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. I, my body's not good with death. There's another thing that I do. This is just life in general. <laughs> it's not a <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know whether you've noticed when we're walking together, 
that I tend to veer into the person that I'm walking oh, you're with. A hardcore drifter. <laughs> the only it. reason that I'm you're ready a, for it is you're that a hardcore drifter. <laughs> is that my little brother's the worst drifter ever. Is he? Oh, terrible. Everyone who's ever met him knows. He'll just walk in front of you, turn around and look at you like you're inconveniencing him. Yeah. It's not like it's a it's not deliberate at all. It's if I'm engaged in conversation, I just tend to gravitate towards It's almost like a gravity thing. It you're is getting sucked in. <laughs> it is. And it's and I mentioned it to someone the other day and they said, What? Is that a thing? And I said, yeah. And they came and said, oh, I'm going to point that. I said, you don't have to point it out because I know it's a thing. Like, it's not a – it's like a, a – it's like I'm trying to crack onto you, but I'm not. Yeah. I could just – because I really hate it if people start touching me without prior, – yeah, prior, prior approval. Yeah, prior approval. But it's okay for me to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever's no, on I worked that out very early in getting to know you that I need to have – my footwork in place yep. that I can step out of your way without because the look you would give me, I swear, would be like I touched you. <laughs> so I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> like, get your hands to yourself. What are you What are you doing when I'm walking towards you and you're not getting out of my way? Yeah, that's pretty it. much it's like a big dick move. Move out of my way. <laughs> can I tell you about a non-professional? Oh yeah. Moment when I was in pain. I was at work, but I acted like a non-professional. I won't say where I'm working, but we've got these new shirts, and they're total garbage. Okay. The material's not very nice. They're not very comfortable. Okay. Everything about them sucks, including that they kind of get a light static charge and attract things <gasps> that stick to them. And like I'm always looking down and seeing like an eyelash or just a little bit of hair or a piece of fluff. It's not or from like, like a dog hair. Lunch break time. No. <laughs> no. You're not coming back with eyelashes all over you. No. Like, Josh, well, that would be, what have you been up to? That'd be better. <laughs> and I looked down on my chest and there was three tiny weird looking little hairs. And I'm like, oh, I've got more hair on me. These shirts are garbage. So I just grabbed them f- furiously. <laughs> And pulled them. They were nipple hairs that had pushed through the shirt. <laughs> and I ripped out three simultaneous nipple hairs, which I didn't even know I had. <laughs> and I almost cried. <laughs> Jeez, it was painful. That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Just poking through there. And now every it's time. Also a terrible visual. Sorry, guys. Oh. <laughs> it was almost like one fluid motion. <laughs> You just hit the threshold of shirt issues and you're just angered. I was furious. <laughs> I was, yeah, well, clearly I was ready to explain. Now you know, guys, I don't be so aggressive with nipples is another thing. Like, that, that's, that's the lesson. That's the lesson. <laughs> that's a good takeaway for today. Should be as well. Don't be aggressive with nipples, guys. Just this sensitive. <laughs> Going back to major pain. <laughs> that's it. So... One thing we won't do, Mel, is drop a coffee if someone gives it to us. Well, we just talked about having the dropsies. Yeah. Might, but I'll still appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might drop it <laughs> after <laughs> you Depends how tired I am. Yeah. But I do appreciate people appreciating us because I get happy feels out of all the connections that we're being able to make and meet new people. Um, and Josh does a lot of work behind the scenes and it's still – sort of costs us money to 
to put this thing on the platform for everyone. So any little injection via the caffeine <laughs> route is um is very helpful. Yeah, super appreciated. Well, thanks, Mel. Little punchy. Little so punchy. these are probably going to come once a month. Yeah, and I finally worked out a way we can easily receive short video. Oh, sorry, audio messages from people. So if you do have a question or a comment for the show, or you want to, you know, throw something at us for a potential punchy topic, yeah, you can go. Check to, it in. Yeah, on our Facebook page, I've pinned it as the top comment. So you click on there and you can record straight from your phone. Yeah, it's called SpeakPipe. It'll also be on the website. So <laughs> oh, SpeakPipe. SpeakPipe, and the quality won't be terrible. So, and it's super easy for people. So, check that out, punchingsideways.com, and you can leave us a message. There you go, Carl. You're up. He might not do it, though, because oh. I don't want someone with a better sounding voice on the show than us. Who's this Carl person? Uh, he's fictitious just, to me. I feel well, like, Carl, are you even a real person? Because He's a real baritone from back in the choir days. Josh men- mentions you a lot, but you're one of these just, I don't know whether it's just one of Josh's personalities. <laughs> Manifesting. <laughs> coming out and going... <laughs> So when he's made a coffee donation in the past, which he's known to do, that was just me sending (laughs) us money. (laughs) I don't even know if it's real. I feel like you just go, oh, hey, we're still a a big deal, Mel. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm about that. (laughs) I'm just resending the same message, (laughs) (laughs) hoping you've forgotten about it. Righto, guys, punchingsideways.com. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, Josh. Laters. Bye-bye.